Hello, my name is Austin. Welcome to the first episode of the best NFL podcast on the planet. What's up, guys? I'm Aiden, and I'm here to speak with you guys about the NFL MVP. Hey, guys, I'm Cam. Let's go down the list of the top candidates for the NFL MVP throughout Week 8. The Panthers halfback Christian McCaffrey, the Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who just went under a serious knee injury, Deshaun Watson, quarterback of the Texans, Michael Thomas, the first option for a Hall of Fame for a Hall of Famer Drew Brees and his backup Teddy Bridgewater, the GOAT Tom Brady, the Colts left guard Quentin Nelson, sleeper pick of the year Vikings halfback Dalvin Cook, Bears left end Khalil Mack, defensive tackle Jadavion Clowney, Cowboys Dak Prescott, and the stud on the rise Russell Wilson. There are many variables into choosing the most valuable player each year. According to Kyle Vlasso, only quarterbacks and halfbacks have won the MVP. With the exception of Lawrence Taylor in 1986, Alan Page in 1974, and a place kicker in 82. But why hasn't a wide receiver won? And why is it so uncommon for other positions to win rather than a quarterback or a halfback? NFL analysts on NFL.com state that an, an MVP caliber player is a player that is a top player in the league, a player that is flat out most valuable on the team that they are on, the guy who means the most. That then brings in the question of does it matter how many games their team wins? If the amount of games one has such an important role, why does only the regular season count? If you can lead your team to the playoffs, why shouldn't your production in the playoffs matter? The most valuable player of the NFL is, up, is voted up upon by a panel of 50 sports writers at the end of the regular season. Before the playoffs, though the results are not announced to the public until the day before the Super Bowl. It introduces the question of it if, of, of if the NFL most valuable player is a truly fair vote. In 2014, J.J. Watt didn't win the MVP. Some people ask why. The main reason is that the Texans went 9-7 and seven that year. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers won the award in 2014. J.J. Watt was more valuable to his team during that season. He produced better numbers on his side of the ball, so why did Aaron Rodgers win? Due to the fact that the Packers went 12-4, the team with the worst record that produced an NFL MVP with the 1997 Lions, who brought a co-MVP halfback, Barry Sanders. The Lions were 9-7 that year. All right, so throughout our eight-episode podcast, we're going to be going through three serious calibers into choosing the MVP. The first component that we're going to look at is statistics. Uh, that's how they produce in games to their own positions, like quarterback rating, yardage, ran for a halfback, receptions and yardage for a wide receiver, tackles for loss, or interceptions for a defensive player. We're gonna we're going to take our main base statistics off of Football Outsiders using their Dova for Jadavian Clowney and Khalil Mack, offense and defense. DVOA are adjusted based on strength of, of opponent as well as to consider all fumbles kept or all fumbles lost as equal value. Special teams DVOA is adjusted for type of stadium uh, like warm, cold, dome, and week of season. For our F- offensive players, we're going to use basic statistics on football outsiders of that of production the second component that we're going to be looking at is what their team would be without them what what team would be affected the most if they did not have this certain player this mvp contender the final component is the team success based on 
the player's ability to produce. We found some people on the street and asked them what they believe makes someone an NFL caliber player. NFL MVP caliber player. First, we have high school football tackle Ethan Coleman, ESPN fantasy football fanatic. Ethan, what do you think what do you think makes an NFL player MVP caliber? Well, I think um, the NFL judges it by uh, wins and quarterback passing yards and passing touchdowns. It's usually it's usually a quarterback that wins MVP, but I I think they don't give enough uh, respect to offensive linemen and defensive players. This year, I think Christian McCaffrey should win NFL MVP because he is on track to have around 2,200 scrimmage yards and um, or defensive player, maybe Miles Garrett, Shaq, uh, Shaq Barrett, who are going to average around, who are tied right now for 10 sacks on pace to get 20. So do you think that there is unfair biases and unfair, like, allegations against wide receivers or halfbacks or defensive players in the voting in the NFL? Like, just do you think that since a quarterback picks up a wide receiver's passing yards, do you think that that correlates to why wide receivers have never won the award? Um, yeah, I think they favor quarterbacks more. Um, but I think a wide receiver – shouldn't really win MVP unless he has a breakout season of around 200, I mean, 2,000 receiving yards. So in 2014, Aaron Rodgers won NFL MVP for the quarterback of the Packers. But J.J. Watt, a Texans defensive end, got preferably said snubbed in 2014 from that award due to the fact that his team didn't play to the ability. They went 9-7. and seven. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers' team... The Packers went 12-4. and four. Do you think that record should have that much of a toll on the picking of the NFL MVP? Uh, yeah, I think, I think J.J. Watt got, um, as you said, snubbed. I think, well, a big part was the Texans' offense wasn't as high-powered as the Packers, and, and Rodgers gets most of the credit. That's what the fans want to see. Thank you, Ethan, for your time. We'll see you again in a couple weeks. welcome NFL Red Zone owner Matt Hurley, who watches lots and lots of football. So, Matt, we're curious on to what you think the 50 NFL sports writers and sports reporters at the end of the year, at the end of the 17-week season, what did they put into choosing the National Football League most valuable player? You know, thank you, Cam. I'd like to say that recently it's been more about statistical accomplishments rather than the individual players' efforts towards their team. And I really think that the MVP race should be more about the value of the individual player. Good answer, Matt. Well, next I have another question. After halfway through the season, eight weeks in, who do you think should be the most valuable player and why? I think the most valuable player right now is Christian McCaffrey, especially what you see what he's doing for his team with a quarterback who's down and a great defense. He's just carrying the load on offense, and they're finding ways to win games. Thank you, Matt. It has been great hearing from you. So now, before we leave and before we finish 
before we wrap up our first episode, we're here to talk about our picks. Aiden couldn't make it with us today, but halfway through the season, our picks are mine is Christian McCaffrey's and Austin's is Russell Wilson. So I believe that uh, Christian McCaffrey is the no-brainer number one throughout the first eight weeks because, well, I mean, the stats don't lie. The dude is an absolute stud. He's averaging almost two touchdowns a game and has only two games with under 90 rushing yards and also two games with over 80 receiving yards as a running back with one more game with over 60. The reason I chose him is also that the one time he was not able to produce, the team was miserable. I then have Jackson because of his unique style of play that makes him an offensive that makes his offense revolve around him. If he was ever not able to play due to what he what the, he has on the Ravens offense, the Ravens offense would fall apart without him with their below average wide receivers and an okay running back. Then for my wide receiver pick, I mean, I'd say Thomas, but Cause just because he's going off with a backup quarterback. But you also have to put into play that wide receivers shouldn't win due to the fact that they pick up a quarterback's passing yards. So uh, I actually chose Wilson, contrasting Cam's ideas of McCaffrey. I chose Wilson because he's at the top of my list. And for many reasons, such as leadership, his ability to make plays when the play seems dead makes him deadly to defenses. His knack for winning has been expressed throughout his career – and in my opinion, he is playing the best best football he has ever played. I also believe Wilson is the front runner because of his season so far, consisting of 15 touchdowns to only one interception. These stats are unreal and are definitely quality for an MVP caliber. He also never fails to show his leadership qualities both on and off the field for the Seahawks. In a, to a sense, I can't agree with Cam with, with McCaffrey for a close second. He has accomplished feats that slim to no flex players have come to accomplish. Without him, his team may be defeated. A, a close third would then be Deshaun Watson, in my opinion. He follows up near Russell and Christian due to his consistency and winning record for the Texans throughout the first half of the season. Well, guys, that's all we have to do for today. Thank you for tuning in. Tune in again next week where we will be talking about the true reason, fact on fact, of why Christian McCaffrey is a frontrunner for the most valuable player of the NFL. Thank you again. See you next week.